Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, I'm outside today. I'm going to meet some friends and I'll be describing exactly what I'm looking at as I walk through the streets of Glasgow. That's a city in the northern part of the UK. I also want to share with you the phrase of the day, which is the verb to fob off. It's a phrasal verb and it's all about when you get some kind of low-level answer, one that doesn't quite meet your requirements. To be fobbed off is the passive version of the verb to fob off. And of course, it's also a noun, a fob off. Let me just give you an example of what, uh, what it looks like when we use it. So I can say, for example, my electricity bill this month didn't really look okay. It looked like there was something wrong with it because it was incredibly high. So I wrote to them and I said, can you have a look at these figures? Because I don't think they're right. I'd like to know what figures you're using to calculate this bill. Here's my meter reading. And of course, the reply came back, your bill is this amount, please pay it by the 23rd of March. Now that's a fob off. A fob off is when someone either ignores or doesn't attempt to answer your question. Perhaps because of lack of knowledge, perhaps because they didn't hear you. There may be many reasons why they fob you off, but to be fobbed off, especially within customer service, is very common and also incredibly frustrating. Let's go through some examples of being fobbed off. I tried to buy a train ticket today, but the man just fobbed me off. He kept saying that he wasn't able to sell it. I don't know why. I called the doctor's surgery today, but they just fobbed me off. I asked for an appointment and they told me that there was nothing available. I did ask, well, when will something be available? But they couldn't answer. They fobbed me off and then they just hung up. To be fobbed off is really annoying. Perhaps if you work for a call center, you can say, my job isn't really to answer questions. I just fob people off to use it in the active way. Let me give you just a couple more examples. I went to a shop and I asked if I could buy a pair of shoes in my size, which is size eight. The man appeared with a pair which were too small and I asked him twice, are you sure these are the correct size? But he just fobbed me off. He smiled and nodded and said yes, even though I could clearly see that it said seven inside them. By the way, in the UK, we do have different sizes compared to Europe. I've no idea what 46, 41 or 42 is. We use sizes between four and I think they go all the way up to 15 or 16. Okay, so that's to fob off.
to be fobbed off when you're given a low-level answer or an answer that doesn't suit and it looks like they haven't heard your question or they've ignored your question. Customer services are experts at this. They can fob you off in a way that sounds plausible. That just means believable, but yet doesn't answer your question. And I'm sure we've all been in that situation. There isn't a transcript today, but if you just look at the title of this podcast, you'll see how it's spelt. FOB, F-O-B, to be fobbed off. FOB doesn't have any real meaning in English, although I think they sometimes use this word FOB to describe the piece of leather which we used to use as key rings. I don't think we use those anymore. Key rings these days tend to be more decorative or metal. But uh, a FOB was certainly the way we used to describe them. I think if you live in one of these apartment blocks which has an electronic key that you have to touch against the sensor, they're still called FOBs. And so I don't know how we got from that to be a phrasal verb, which means not to give a clear answer. But anyway, to fob off is today's phrasal verb. Even on my way here today, I went to the train station to buy a ticket and they just fobbed me off. I think they didn't hear me. I asked twice for a return ticket. And you know what I'm like with communication. I'm very, very direct and I say exactly what I want. But it seems that many people these days either just don't have the concentration to hear or are intimidated when someone asks for something in a direct manner. But the man didn't seem to know what he was doing and eventually he fobbed me off and uh, said that I would need to try again later because his computer system wasn't working. So I just went to the next available cashier and uh, got one there and I could see her looking at him wondering what the problem is because it wasn't just me I think so there we are to fob off now as I mentioned to you I'm in Glasgow city centre right now on my way to meet some friends so I'll just describe what I'm looking at I'm in a place called Royal Exchange Square on the ground built into the pavement is a metal plaque talking about a great fire in 1856 which destroyed all of this and it had to be rebuilt and indeed there's some beautiful buildings here with uh, Roman style pillars Uh, obviously it's Victorian Victorian kitsch uh, Victorian style uh, pillars with uh, an archway on the top when I was a boy uh, I think these buildings were all banks but I can see that uh, these days they're restaurants and I think one of them's a museum now and uh, on the surrounding uh, internal part of the square it's all coffee shops I remember this used to be very um, how can I describe it well it was one part of Glasgow which was more open-minded certainly there was uh, 
there were news agents here which sold newspapers from all over the world. There was also an oyster bar, things which were not typically British, but they've all gone now and have been replaced with Starbucks and other restaurants which um, are names I've never heard of before. The original setting of these buildings with the Victorian windows uh, and the beautiful pillars are all still there. I think they're all protected by the law so they can't actually knock them down. And then directly ahead of me there's an art studio and that's been there for generations I think. A large new office block slightly to my left as well. So everything here is changing. And there was once a religious uh, shop here selling Christian books and things and that's been replaced with a second-hand bookshop. Moving on, there's some uh, upper-class uh, clothes shops within the square as well. Um, I don't think I'd be able to afford to shop in, the, in there. It uh, looks a little bit expensive. And at the front of the square, there's, um, of course, uh, a man sitting on a horse and someone's put a traffic cone on the head of this person, which is quite common around here. No one really understands how they actually get up there to put that traffic cone on, but uh, they do. And uh, there's a traffic cone on the, the um, head of the horse and on the head of the soldier. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's any names on this thing. Oh yes. It's the Duke of Wellington. Someone's put a red cushion up there as well, which is quite funny. Um, yeah, many people rushing because uh, today uh, the Chinese New Year celebrations are taking place just around the corner from here in George Square. Uh, so that'll be a big, a big event for somebody. Um, I'm not going there today, but uh, last year uh, they were very successful, as I recall. Uh, buses and trains whizzing past because there's a train station close by and there's also a lovely little hotel, uh, travel lodge and uh, some coffee shops there on the main Queen Street which faces Royal Exchange Square. So all in all a mixture of old and new, uh, very beautiful, very grey still but then again uh, buildings here tend to be like that. They were all built in a very kind of grey way which matches the sky and, of course, the concrete on the floor. But things are changing, thankfully. And there's a modern art museum here, uh, which is also open today. And uh, uh, I'm just looking at uh, the scaffolding around it shows that it's being repaired, but it is still open. And there's a lot of graffiti across this as well. And that's it for me today. So I hope you found this helpful, this uh, description. Tomorrow we'll get back into the, the transcripts. It's always more difficult, of course, uh, when I'm out walking. And just behind me, I'm looking again at a beautiful arch, the entrance to Royal Exchange Square. Um, but very grey, yes. Incredibly grey and a grey sky as well. But uh, if you are celebrating Chinese New Year, or if you did celebrate it recently, um, I wish you a very happy time. 
And there we are. So, see you. Bye.